Hi, this is Alyssa McNamara-Reed, and I will be your host for the next two hours. Allow me to introduce myself. I am a certified financial planner practitioner and an investment advisor. I am co-owner of McNamara Financial Services, Inc. in Marshfield, Massachusetts. McNamara Financial is a federally registered investment advisor, and by my definition anyway, is a true family business. We work with clients like you every day, regular people that need help making sound financial decisions or people that want one less thing to worry about. I work with clients for a fee based on assets that I manage or an hourly or flat fee for creating financial plans. I am not compensated via commissions unless I have the pleasure of helping someone with their insurance needs. There are some things worth paying for and perhaps a lifetime of financial security is one of them. I of course cannot guarantee that working with me will ensure a secure financial future. McNamara on Money has been a call-in talk radio show since 1990. I love hearing from listeners and there truly are no dumb questions. In fact, I like the simple questions because everyone should have the answer to those. Just don't call me asking for the next hot investment or which market is going to outperform this year. Number one, that's not the nature of this show. And number two, I have no idea. Any advice I give to a caller is meant to be generic in nature and should be verified with his or her own financial professionals. You will hear about a variety of topics on this show that relate to investments and personal finance. We try to cover topics that people can relate to regardless of their net worth or financial situation. And of course, we try to keep it interesting. I would crunch numbers for two hours or spreadsheet cash flows because I'm a total math nerd, but that wouldn't much make for good radio. Instead, I choose to educate people on topics surrounding big financial events in life, like marriage and divorce, kids in college, death of a loved one, career changes, and of course, retirement. I once heard that it is a smart man that knows what he doesn't know. I'm sure it was my dad that said that, and I'm also sure that it applies to women. That is why I invite guests onto my show that have expertise in different areas also related to personal finance. I feel it's important to note that the opinions of these professionals are not necessarily the opinions of McNamara Financial or any of its advisors. As long as we are on the subject of disclosure, I should note that while we may discuss investments and or markets on this show that past performance is not indicative of future results. Thanks for tuning in. And good morning, Marshfield and the rest of the South Shore of Boston. My name is Mike McNamara. This is McNamara on Money, the South Shore's very own, and I really like it that way, financial talk radio show. Okay, so we have a plan today. We always have a plan. And um, for the first part of my plan is to introduce my co-host and bride of low these many years, Pamela. Good morning, dear. Good morning. Again, thank you for keeping me company here this morning. It's much appreciated. You're very welcome. It's a delight to be here. All righty. So, folks, uh, the the plan is as follows. The official uh, name of this show is Common Sense Survival in today's world. I'm going to explain that, but we have an announcement we're going to make three or four times this show that's a biggie, so why don't you start with that, Pamela, okay? On the, okay? Food pantry. Yep. Yes. Well, this is the, um, coming up, the 27th annual Letter Carriers Stamp Out Hunger Food Drive, and it's this coming Saturday, May 11th. So that's not today, that's next Saturday. No, this, right. Um, And during the week of May 4th through May 10th, a plastic sleeve with a plastic bag and donation envelope will be delivered to most households in Marshfield. And the food pantry asks that you fill this plastic bag with non-perishable, unopened, or personal hygiene products. And you just need to leave them, leave the bag out at your mailbox for the pickup on Saturday morning, May 11th. 
uh, your letter carrier will pick it up and deliver them to the Marshfield Food Pantry. Should you not wish to participate in the food bag pickup, please consider sending a donation along in the envelope provided. And the Marshfield Food Pantry would like to thank all those in the community for the years of generosity to them. All right, good folks doing good work. Uh, by the way, this is a national event, folks. It is, so going you, on here in Florida. Yeah, so if you happen to be uh, any anywhere except Marshfield listening to the show, well, first of all, thank you. Uh, <laughs> and second of all, uh, I'm pretty sure that the same deal is yeah, working in your town same, or city. Same so, uh, day. Yeah, we have uh, we have the folks from the Marshfield Food Pantry on the show every December. We kind of have a give back charity kind of okay. a show, and uh, you know they're you know they, they they do wonderful things for a whole bunch of families in Marshfield. Their their prime uh, money raising season is during the holidays. You know, everybody starts to think about other families yeah. and they're, they're, you know, being fortunate and hopefully for yourself and your family. So, so you know, this thing started out in May because they get really tight Low, for funds right. and Hunger for food. lasts all year. Yeah, yeah, okay. And so, so they came up a while ago with this national food drive uh, courtesy of the U.S. Post Office. Pretty, pretty nice stuff, actually. So so anyway, uh, if you've got some perishables... Uh, non-perishables. Non-perishables. <laughs> unopened. Unopened, sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, a week from today, you got a week to check out that pantry or the closets or the cupboard or whatever they call it these days and uh, you know try to start uh, putting that stuff together. It's much appreciated. Okay? You know, you don't... You or don't, a donation. Yeah, or can. a donation. Yep. That's right. And they and, even supply the envelope. Yeah, so that's and, great. And we'll make a couple of more announcements about that just because it's pretty important. Yes, Okay. So getting back to the uh, financial stuff. So, uh, the, again, the official title of this show is Common Sense Survival in Today's World. Okay? And I, I want to... I want to uh, emphasize the common sense part. Okay. okay? Um, so uh, I'm going to kind of divvy up this topic into like three basic parts. Uh, the, the first part is offense. You know, what are the things you should be doing <clears throat> to be okay financially? Uh, the second part is defense. Uh, what are the things you have to do to protect your family against financial difficulties. So there are lots of different kinds of those. Uh, and then the last part, because it's a separate and uh, it needs a separate uh, time frame, is uh, investing, okay? Uh, I, I, I've said this a million times, and we'll say this another million, hopefully, over the next few years, uh, but most of the decisions <clears throat> that people make financially are not hard. They involve mostly simple math, okay, uh, and that's the common sense part, okay, that I want to get across, okay, the, the offense and the defense sections <clears throat> are just things that you should be doing because, okay, and they're, they're not, <laughs> folks, they're, they're not difficult. Yeah, the investing part is a little scary or it's, it's not something um, many folks are comfortable with or confident about. I get that. But, but uh, there are many, many decisions in addition to your investments and that strategy uh, th that 
can help you, uh, A, protect your loved ones from financial disasters, and B, uh, hopefully uh, live a pretty nice life and a happy retirement sort of a thing. And and thankfully, most of those things are common sense. And I hope as we go through this broadcast, uh, uh, you'll you'll, uh, agree with that and maybe make a few notes about some things you need some help with. Um, Excuse me. So this is a call-in talk radio show. Uh, If you have a question about any of the things we'll chat about or a comment or a story, we'd love to hear from you. Our telephone number is 781-837-4900. And again, uh, it's about surviving financially. You know, offense, things you do. To, to, to take care of business and hopefully plan for your future, defense, things you do to protect your family against financial disasters, and investing. We'll spend some time on that because uh, that's an important thing as well. But you notice I put that third, and the reason I put that third is the decisions that you make in other areas of, of your life can be at least as, if not more important than the decisions that you make about your investments. So, you know, you you, you can make a, a lot of very sensible uh, or, or perform a lot of very sensible actions and be okay financially. And again, I, I, I say this maybe because it's pretty it pretty simple to me, but I hope that when we get through here, it, it'll be basically common sense and it won't be over, overwhelming or confusing for you folks, okay? Uh, but, you know, I, I think you get where we're coming from here. Anyway, so I want to I wanna start with defense. And I want to start with defense because there's a football phrase that says defense wins championships. Oh, we can just as check. a former as a former uh, football player. You, 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 yes, you would you know were. that. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, would I, I should know that from watching all this football. Well, just ask the Los Angeles Rams about defense from the New England Patriots' point of view. But anyway, uh, so, so I'm starting with defense because it's the most important. Okay. You know, you it, it's tough to play offense if you've got a financial disaster in front of you that you have to deal with before you get to start playing offense. So defense is like a foundation, uh, and and there are a few parts to it we'll take some time with uh, and kind of see where it goes. Okay, so uh, there's uh, you, you can start, dear. You're going to be the question-er, okay, so, question right. and I'm so going to be the question in your, E. In your survival, common-sense survival <clears throat> in t- today's world, as far as your defensive plan goes, what's the most important thing you need to... Oh, okay, folks, this is probably all you have to write down. That's a big question. After I answer this, you can tune out the show for the next two hours because it's the most important thing. It it truly is, okay? Uh, And and the the phrase is, live within your means. Okay? Uh, It sounds simple. Or said differently, spend less than you earn. Okay? Or said differently live within a budget, okay? okay. Um, you know, for a whole, a whole bunch of reasons, okay, there are a lot of folks in this country uh, that are having difficulty just living today, okay? Uh, never mind trying to save for the future. Uh, and, you know, sh- sure, uh, it, it, everybody has their relative financial difficulties, uh, but... But the way that people get in trouble is to spend more than you earn 
and it's a common sense kind of a thing, but it kind of gets away from us pretty easily. And, and there are some some things that uh, I'll, I'll discuss. But but basically, living within a budget is what you need to do, folks. Okay. Um, so the big picture is that you have hope you have one or two paychecks, depending on your household, and those paychecks are a gross amount of money. Okay. Well. Okay, here are a couple things you need to do, okay? First of all, you need to get your tax withholding squared away so that you have that taken out of your paycheck on a regular basis and you get maybe a little tiny refund at the end of the year but hopefully don't own too much money, owe oh, too much money in taxes. So, so the, the first qualifier about living within your budget is get your taxes calculated as best you can, okay? Have it taken out okay, of your paycheck, okay, and there's one expense you get taken care of and not have to worry about, okay? Uh, the, the second uh, rule here from my point of view is that people need to have saving for their retirement as an expense today, okay? And at the very minimum, I would say that folks need to save 10% of their gross income, okay, before taxes, okay? So before, okay, so you get this paycheck and there are two things that come out of this paycheck. One is an expense you're gonna have whether you like it or not, that's called taxes. And the other is an expense that if you don't create this expense now and, and put money away, could be a very long retirement for you, given the fact that uh, it's becoming more and more difficult for folks to retire. Okay, so if you're paying your taxes about at the right level, if each of you is saving at least 10% of your gross pay- out Before of taxes. Pay, before taxes, yep, okay. Well then, what what's left of that paycheck probably gets lands in your uh, checkbook if you have it electronically deposited. And folks, I have a common sense news flash for you. That's uh, that's what you get to live on, pl pl plain and simple, given the circumstances, okay? Um, people have difficulty doing that, okay? Because, well, we, we live in this, ooh, we have to have it all. We have to have it now. Marketing world here, where you know we have a certain lifestyle. We have certain things we want to do for our kids, et cetera, et cetera. But very, uh, very, very hard to to do that. Okay, and the, and a very large percentage of, of us in America aren't aren't able to do that given the circumstances. So, with with absolutely out question. If you can live within your means while pay, pay, paying your taxes at a rate that's about right and saving for 10% for retirement, okay, m most of the rest of the things we talk about here will be very helpful, but that's the first thing you need to do. We see a few folks in our practice. We, we, we work with lots of folks who are concerned about their financial life now in retirement, uh, and we see a few people, and again, the folks who we work with are motivated to try to, you know, take care of things and go from there. Well, uh, every once in a while, unfortunately not very often, we see some folks who have lived within their means all their life, 
have done that discipline of paying your taxes and savings, and we can help them, but they don't need our help anywhere near as much, okay, as other folks who haven't done those things. You know, if you save enough money for retirement, theoretically, you could put it under your mattress and not have to do anything with it, you know, given the circumstances. That's an extreme, obviously, but, okay, you know, there are some folks that we see and we can help them, but honestly, not much because they did most of the work themselves going forward. You know, I don't know what percentage of folks in America that is, but I know it's not a, a large proportion of the motivated folks we work with. Okay, uh, without you know, the people who don't need help to do that are few. I wish you know the purpose of the show is to help everybody do that. So uh, I'm going to move along here. Did you have any questions about that? Do we do that? Or no? Okay. All right. Let, let's let's move along here. Okay, what about charge cards? Well, they're a fact of life. Yeah, they're a fact of life. Unfortunately, I I think we everybody should I think charge cards should be outlawed, uh, and, and everybody uh, should be, have envelopes in their drawers in their kitchen like my mother used to do, and probably your mother, okay, from a long time ago, uh, because it's easy to get to spend money that you don't have with a charge card. Okay, um, the golden rule on defense is that you should be able to pay off your charge card balance every month, okay? If you happen to have had a large purchase, like a washing machine or like a major appliance or something, that that you had the charge, if you can't pay it off within three months, I don't think you should have bought it because I don't think you could have afforded it. Okay, so, so the, the, the rule about charge cards is very simple. They make, they make life easy to spend above beyond what you can afford. You know, there's some stupid number for an average charge card balance across the country that exists now, and that's because people don't think about it and don't live within their means. Okay, so if you can pay off your charge card balance every month or at the very worst every three months, that's a pretty good sign that you're living within your means. Okay, if you have a charge card balance that is that is large and has grown that way over some period of time, it's pretty obvious that you're spending more money than you can afford to pay back. Okay, and and that's that's not a good sign. Okay, when when we talk with folks, charge card balances are one of the kind of things that can give you a hint about whether folks are living within their means. Okay? So, again, you know, the average charge card balance is somewhere around six or $8,000 per charge card, not per person, you know, in the country or something like that, okay? But hopefully if folks are listening to us, okay, if your charge card balance is zero every month, congratulations. If it's been large or getting larger for a long time, you have a problem, okay? And, and that problem is reflective of you not living within your means. That's the golden rule we started off with. So, okay, uh, you, you need to fix that because money that goes to things that you could not have actually afforded is being money taken away from going into retirement funds or other things, other parts of your life. Okay. Okay. So I think if you, you mentioned here, track your purchases. So yeah. if you actually looked at your statement every month, yeah. maybe you could see where yeah. Some of the foolish things you did. <laughs> every, every time you charge something, by the way, I get a little text that says, oops, this charge. I know. Well, that's not money. the same thing I, as no, actually I, I looking at <laughs> it at the end of the month. <laughs> it is, saying, yeah. Okay, what, yeah. what could I not have done yeah. going forward? What yeah. should maybe I leave yeah. off here? But, you know, saying it from a negative point of view, 
an existing charge card balance that doesn't go away is a very good sign of a bad behavior, which is living above your means. And that money gets, the money that went there to pay off interest and stuff you couldn't afford, that's taken away from other probably more productive areas in your life. Okay? Okay. I think How about, uh, um, yeah. all right, everybody has surprise expenses. Everybody has something they didn't expect that they have to do. Well, they, have, they just have to spend the money on yep. it. So what, what do you say? Uh, I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to talk about surprise expenses that are emergencies. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, or I should say qualify that. A surprise expense that is a vacation you want to go to Disney World on, on, you know, on right off instantaneous, you know, let's go there sort of thing. That's not an emergency. Okay. So okay. expenses, okay, that are emergencies that are a necessary part of living your life, not discretionary. Oh, a discretionary income you can spend on what you want because theoretically you got all the other rest of the stuff covered. Okay, so so basically, okay, I'm going to talk about emergency expenses, okay, that are necessary to your surviving your life. You know, the water heater, the roof, a bunch of other things. That 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 those are emergency expenses. Okay, anyway. Okay, we all have them. We could quibble about what's an emergency for some folks versus others. I guess it kind of depends on your circumstances. Okay, uh, and so the bottom line is that the way that you deal with that is to have an emergency reserves account. Okay, an emergent, a rainy day fund. Uh, call, call, call it what you like. Okay. Uh, Everybody listening to me should have some sort of account someplace in a bank, okay, designated explicitly for emergencies that came up or that do come up over your life. Okay, a, a very, very general rule of thumb doesn't apply to all, okay, is that you ought to have somewhere between three and six months worth of after-tax living expenses, Okay, in after tax necessary living expenses in that emergency budget. You know, if you need to spend $3,000 a month after taxes to live your basic life, okay, then, then somewhere between $9,000 and $18,000 should be in a bank account earning very little interest, but available to you should you have emergencies. Some people, because of their situation circumstances, might be able to get away on the lower side of that. Some people might need a year's worth uh, of emergency reserves, either because there's a good reason for it, or you just feel that's that would be a good thing to have, sort of a thing. So you should have this emergency reserves fund, folks. Uh, it does not earn any money. You need to get you need to get that clear. Uh, it's not an investment account where you've got stocks and bonds in it because my definition of liquidity, which is what an emergency reserves account needs to be, it needs to be liquid. My definition, yeah, my definition of that is that you can get your money quickly, like in a day, okay, or two, and it's worth at least what you put in there plus some interest sort of a thing. Okay, so p please, oh please, folks, okay, um, emergency reserves are important, okay? Uh, they're not investment money because investment money 
is volatile and actually could be worth less than, than you put in there when the emergency happens. That's, that's not a good definition. Okay. Uh, a, a, couple, a couple things about um, a couple other things about emergency reserves, okay, is that um, that those emergency reserves, okay, if you've got a $15,000 emergency reserves and you bought a new washer and dryer for $2,000, okay, and use the money to do that because your washer just died or whatever, okay, that 2000 that you put out, put out for the, that washer and dryer Okay, you have to put that money back in your emergency reserves over some period of time to put it back to where it was. You know, if you have $15,000 in your emergency reserves account and over the next three years have a total of $15,000 worth of emergencies you, and didn't replace it, you have zero emergency reserves and now you're in trouble. So the, 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 the very important thing about an emergency reserves account is you need to keep it at a certain level that's a comfort for you. And if you do use it, you have to replace it. Okay, we could quibble. Some people might call a vacation to Disney World or, or dining out. Okay, well, I'll, you know, we could quibble about the definition. I'll just leave it here. Okay, necessary expenses for you to live your basic life. Okay, and then the other thing about emergency reserves, we have very low interest rates right now. You don't earn very much money at all and check a savings accounts or money market accounts or CDs. Okay, and that's never been the point. Okay, you know, you, it's not investment money, which can go up or down, as in stocks or bonds, okay? Some people are aggravated about that, and they see that money sitting in the bank just kind of wasting away. And, and my comment to that is, okay, if, if that money sits there, if you didn't have it and you had an emergency, you'd have to crash some of your investment money to go get those funds, and Murphy's Law almost always applies. Okay, if you have a, a financial disaster and no emergency reserves, eh, there's a pretty good chance that if you are planning on using some investment money, they're down in value for a variety of reasons. So, okay, it's for emergencies, necessary expenses that came as a surprise to your life, not investment money, perfectly legitimate peace of mind money. I think I talked right up like to the exact... Okay, I think it's time for a break. Yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. 